0: Hi there! Here we go again with another episode of The Reason Why, where we get to know more about the reasons why things are the way they are and also what, how and why people do what they do. It's been a while since our last episode and I have to admit I was pretty excited about getting back to it. Pandemic times did change things quite a bit. But not only in a bad way. It's been a solid reason for starting new projects such as this podcast, along with other interesting ideas. Speaking of which, I want to welcome you, André. André has been kind enough to accept my invitation. And thanks for sharing your story with us. My pleasure. It's a pleasure to be here. I want to start by asking you what is exactly this what that that you do on a regular basis and what is the industry so that our followers our audience understand and a little bit about you sure so
1: in a glance i'm a compensation consultant
0: so basically
1: i support uh, firms uh, human resources teams mostly the compensation and benefits teams or rewards teams To develop or to implement their salary structures, so salary grades, uh, variable compensation, short-term, long-term incentives, career paths, and any other challenges, uh, rewards-related.
0: And how long have you been doing that?
1: Yeah, I have been actually have been working within the human resources uh, per se industry for about 10 years, ever since I started my first internship on that. But as a consultant for four years, since
0: 2017. All right. Would you tell us a little bit about how you do what you do and what it takes for an HR consultant to perform well?
1: Sure. So basically just a quick background. I worked for mostly uh, consumer goods firms within the human resources team, and usually uh, compensation and benefits related. So internally, I would either develop or support the, the other team members to, to develop and to implement uh, salary grades, to calculate and implement merit, uh, bonuses, profit sharing, promotions, and to calculate and understand what would make sense on this perspective. So. If any internal client like a marketing director, for instance, uh, reached out to to the compensation teams or actually to the human resources business partner, who's usually who support, who connects the internal HR teams and the clients. So this BP, this is called BP business partner, would get the request from the marketing director to promote someone from coordinator to a manager. So the BP would reach out to us, the compensation team, to understand if it was acceptable within the compensation and the HR policies. Once that was approved, we would calculate based on budget. Because if you're promoting someone, you have to have budget to pay for the, the salary increase and usually the bonuses that comes within and we will do this such kind of calculations and also validate whenever it was required the the policies so when it comes to the other side of the table the consultant i usually support firms to design such kind of policies to promote someone to uh, hire or transfer someone sometimes to transfer someone abroad uh or to design uh, salary grids, salary, salary levels. So when you're working within a firm, usually you have an internal uh, salary grade attached because you have an internal job title and job grade. So whenever you reach an additional level, like you're go- I'm currently my, my job level is level five. On the firm that I work, it goes, like let's say, backwards. So I was at level six, five, six now I'm at level five. Let's say I'm submitted to a, a whole new set of possible salaries, depending on how the firm works. And then you calculate if my salary is above or below the market median. So as a compensation consultant and focusing on salary specifically, we always look at statistical measures. So to do what I do, I have to understand about human resources. I have to understand about the market that I'm supporting financial services technology to understand if the market is paying above or below uh, the other markets. So currently, for instance, tech market is a really hot market. So tech jobs, salaries are going up and up. And also I have to understand about statistics and how to not not only on the, like let's say the, the math or the statistical side and the market side on how to guide the clients. So it's not just about the markets itself, but market trends and HR trends. Does it make sense to promote someone within your firm if you're a bank, if you're working in a bank, your HR for a bank? Does it make sense to increase the salary in, I don't know, 25 or 30% for all your tech employees to avoid losing talent? Might make sense, might not make sense. And why is that? It depends on market trends on how you deal with the data how you deal with the salaries, how you deal with your internal policies. Do you usually pay above market median, below market median? So when you start to, let's say, combine all these subjects to do what I do, I have to, let's say, understand about a few different subjects and getting used to reading a lot about how the market is shifting, the trends, all the general trends, not just HR related trends.
0: No doubt about that. Wow, that was quite a thorough explanation. I like that. Thank you so much for yeah, Probably a it. bit
1: complex. Sorry about that. But <laughs>
0: it's, yeah, it's like, it's For easy. me,
1: it seems simple, but it's not simple for everybody. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's like it's an uh, intangible concept
0: until you start mm-hmm. working with it. Now, one thing that I was thinking here while you were explaining, how exactly. Uh, do you stay up to date? So that's what you said, you have to read a lot and have to be uh, uh, um, researching about uh, statistics, about other numbers, whatever. But how often do you do that or how deep do you have to go and what kind of resources you have to search for?
1: Yeah, well, so usually I make much use of online uh, newspapers. I'm I'm constantly reading to understand what is going on, on. so just to give you an example, uh, in my role, I'm responsible for the Caribbean region plus uh, six countries in the Latin American region and I was just reading the news this week that Peru's elections are actually something really one-of-a-kind because I mean over the past three or four years they had three or four presidents, impeachments, like far right candidates and now apparently a far left candidate is being uh, elected. And since I cover Peru as well, basically I have to understand what is going on on a political standpoint because it will impact on the questions that I will get from my clients.
0: So what is the current
1: situation there? Should it be impacting the, the firm's businesses? Should it be impacting the salaries paid? Argentina, for, for example. It's a constant uh, it's a constant subject that I'm always talking like on a weekly basis with clients on currency devaluation, inflation, and the impact on several, several businesses. So I'm always trying to read the news and understand what is going on to be one step ahead of, of my clients' uh, requests for information. They are always asking, about, asking us about a lot of things. So, should it be impacting how we are paying our, our employees? And therefore, should it be impacting the, the survey numbers? Is, this, is the compensation survey indicating a high increase because of inflation or number of employees per firm or number of levels within each firm? So, all of that, I try to get on specific uh news online newspapers to get like general information and more specific h r related or occasionally I will reach out to my foreign colleagues since I work for a multinational firm I will reach out to them to to get what they are uh hearing from their clients as well so it's really interesting because it will be circling back to to whatever you started by going like abroad and returning just to get information
0: Wow. I, I was wondering how many meetings a day do you guys do? Like now with the pandemic, I I believe things are quite different. Uh, maybe you're doing more meetings than before, or it's it's not really the case.
1: Uh, actually, yes, it is the case that I'm. Well, actually, the case is I'm having more meetings now, but also because I I have a new role, so my role is increased. And by that, it seems that it's automatic that I got, like, new clients to support or new requests, oh. therefore, new meetings. But I have the impression that I am joining new meetings, mostly internal meetings, actually, but yes, a lot of, a lot of meetings with uh, new clients or current clients asking for new information. So the whole pandemic impacted a lot of firms worldwide, and oh. HR was one of the one of the departments that suffered a lot because they had to implement a lot of policies on work from home. What kind of benefit you would would uh, get? Uh, any like hardship allowance? Any specific allowance because you're working from home? So the clients are all, all always have been not not let's say recently, but during 2020, they have been reaching out to us. They reach out to us. A lot to ask about what other firms were doing. So that's one of the things about being a compensation consultant. Mm-hmm. I'm like a point of reference for firms to ask what other firms are doing. They, they usually ask, "Oh, what the market is doing." But uh, for instance, I support the financial services firm, the financial industry, and they always ask information for specific players. So it's—I
0: uh, mean, it has it, it, been busy being quite busy, I can tell.
1: As I mentioned, I covered the Caribbean region and it's more than 20 islands covered. Since you you work for a multinational firm, you are always getting uh, contacts from firms abroad that sometimes their their time zone is different. So, for instance, it's like uh, 20 to 6 p.m. And I'll have today a meeting at 10 p.m. with a client that is in Singapore, which there will be Friday night again. Somehow you have to be open to this kind of situation. It's not that usual, but if you work for a multinational firm or you support the multinational clients, that's something that happens.
0: Wow, that's quite a, a lot to think about it. And, uh, yeah. But I think that keeps you busy, quite busy. You have no time to think about other problems in terms of pandemic or uh, whatever it is. So you, you've been kept quite busy. And I know you've... You've become a father Father six months, yes. five months ago, right? Five months ago. So you have no time for other things other than work, 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 family, family, family.
1: <laughs> yeah, but that's that actually is something that, I mean, the pandemic affected us all and each one in a different way. But, I mean, it's it's been a bit difficult sometimes after one year staying at home almost the whole time. And also because we have a baby, she... I don't know when i'll get my vaccines so mm, no idea when she will get vaccinated and it's a risk because it's a baby she doesn't have like the whole spectrum of protection from coming from vaccines or interaction with other kids so the good thing about being working from home is that i can be close to my my daughter and the way my 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 daily tasks are are scheduled and the, the way my my manager is and you know him it's really it's really easy to work because I can either start late, uh, earlier or later in the day and end the day earlier or later if that's required to stay a little bit more with my wife and my my daughter and depending on the the moment I have a few meetings like for instance today at ten pm it allows me to Let's say navigate differently throughout the day. I don't have to be sticked to eight to five p.m. So it gives me it's Actually, let's say you know, based on your, your your comment, it gives me time to think about the pandemic and other issues. But I think that I'm trying to to like squeeze this lemon into a really juicy lemonade and extract the best. So staying with my daughter is one of the things that makes sense, and I'm enjoying the
0: most as much as I can. You see, that's that's what I said at the beginning. I mean, uh, uh, you have to see this pandemic with different eyes, from a different perspective. You, you, you're having the opportunity to be with your family, really close to your family because of the pandemic. I'm not saying the pandemic is a good thing, but since you're in it, we have to take advantage of it somehow, having new ideas, coming up with new projects, and enjoying this time, this family time that you probably wouldn't have if it weren't for the pandemic. Yeah, exactly.
1: I mean, last year I was scheduled to travel to eight different countries because of my scope of work. So mostly we are visiting clients or prospecting clients. And for Latin American clients, mostly it's like an in-person thing. It's different. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that that's not the bright side of the pandemic, reaching out to clients, calling them, emailing them. I, I mean, I wouldn't be enjoying as much as I, been enjoying it for the past five months with my daughter. So, for those that had, let's say, clarity of clarity of mind to to see the bright side of, or working from home, or being away from traffic. I mean, I, I I'm avoiding on a daily basis one and a half hour every day on the two ways driving. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the bright side definitely.
0: Perfect. I do the I do the same thing. I think it gets just better. You you always get to choose to be pessimistic or optimistic or just face situations in 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 a better way and look at the bright side, just like you said. Finally, it's time to find out the reason why you do what you do. So I don't know if you ever thought about that before, but if you haven't, no worries. Yeah, this should be a good opportunity to do so. A lot of people don't think about the reason why they do what they do. And I think it's important and I always preach on that. I always stress the importance of uh, thinking and knowing why you do the thing you do. And this is not only for work, but in life, uh, in regards to people, in regards to your family. But in terms of your job, why do you do what you do?
1: Why do I do what I do? That's a really interesting question. Uh, I mean, I'm almost 34 now, so I think that I lived long enough to understand that, you know, that, that common phrase that w- when you like what you do, you won't be working for a day. I think that's a false affirmation because I like what I do, but it's still work. Yeah, I still have my obligations and I will be working from, for free just because I love what I do and I don't see it that work. So, I lo- I really like what I do because I realized when I was, uh, so I graduated in, in two different universities due two different, I uh, have two, two different degrees and the first one taught me that it's not because you really like something that you'll be a pro on it, so I graduated in culinary arts and I hated working in restaurants. It was terrible and I didn't earn a thing that I should be like getting any kind of money. That is So basically it wasn't that best thing. So I went to study business administration and it's a really broad, broad course. So when I first went to, to the internship, I actually found this uh, position at Colgate to work within the HR compensation team. And that's why I realized that I could combine a thing that I didn't know that I liked to like deal with people, to support people, to uh, uh, like, it's not not related to picking up the phone and answering questions, something like that. It's less this kind of contact and more understanding what your internal clients or external client needs. And also, I've always been, I've been good with math. So by working with compensation, so usually my rewards projects, they are compensation-related, so statistic and math and calculations and Excel-related. I realized that since I was good at math, I could combine all of those into one single job. I mean, I on a daily basis, I make a lot of calculations, assumptions, planning, And I also talk to clients. So currently, for instance, I'm, I'm actually building a PowerPoint deck that I'm typing a lot of information because I like, it's not that I like those fancy words, but I know how to communicate with clients. So instead of writing a simple, simple phrase, I'm trying to put it all in a better, in a better written way. And I'm also designing. The, the variable compensation uh, plan scheme for for their sales teams so I'm building the deck I'm writing all the information from a few interviews I'm also writing what I'm planning for them so I, I I'm always being like creative and when I started working for for uh, restaurants or our pastry place I realized it take like 10 years to start creating a few things that I would love to create in kitchen but when it, when it comes to like compensation and other uh, projects. I can be creative as well, obviously, related to compensation and reward practices. But I can be creative looking at their their requirements. So I mean, it's a bit confusing what I'm explaining. But basically, I can be creative. I can deliver something that will have a meaning. So it will be impactful. And that's really something that I really appreciate. The client will will make good use of it, and it should be a positive thing. And I'm also, as I mentioned, combining like statistical things and and all this client like client support, client relationship uh, matter all at once. So it's really it's really interesting. Like I mean, I'm talking a lot of things because I have not been thinking about what I do, what I do. I just realized that I like doing that. It doesn't mean that I won't go back to HR within a firm, but currently, I really like what I do, being on, like per se on that side of the table.
0: Well, that was quite interesting to hear. And um, it's good to know that not only you like what you do, but you feel like you're contri- uh, being, uh, contributing right? to, to other people. Like you're being, uh, yeah, It has purpose. It, there's a purpose behind it. There's a yep. purpose behind it, and you like what you do. You see a reason why you do what you do. Right? Exactly. There's contribution involved. And uh, that's the point not, that, that, There is a reason why. That's the thing. There is a reason why I do what I do. There is a reason why. That's pretty interesting. Andre, I think our time's up. And um, this is a long talk. If we, if we, we could go on and on for, uh, for, for another 15, 20 minutes or what. This is what I had for today, had planned for today. And um, it's been a pleasure actually talking to you. And I wanna thank you for your contribution to the show. Actually, for those of you who don't know, and probably nobody, uh, only like friends of Andrea, will know that Andrea was my student. Uh, He's been my student in the past. He's Brazilian and uh, his English is amazing, as you can see, as you can tell. And he was always really dedicated, really focused he intended to improve and this pays off as you can see so, once again thank you very much my pleasure thank you for the invite enjoy your father time make the most of it I will thank you and with that I'll wrap things up I really hope this talk has helped you learn more about the HR industry as well as the reason why André does what he does, I invite you to think about your reason to do what you do, and if you don't know it yet, take some time to reflect on it. Believe me when I say that we perform much better and effectively when we know not only what, but why we do the things we do. I'm Douglas Oliveira, and I'll see you next time. Bye for now.